presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Hey, hey, welcome everybody to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Scotty Via here, and UK Tom is in the big seat today. What's going on? Hey, yeah, it's just us today, so I'll have to try to do my best paralegal mic negativity. <laughs> but uh, I'm not very good at that, so we'll see. But yeah, it's good to be here again. And pumped uh, to have you here. Thanks uh, for jumping in. You're always here uh, for pay-per-view shows anyway pre yes. post so this works yes. uh as you heard last week or if you didn't hear first of all shame on you fucking go listen to that episode it's a gooder but uh mike and his lovely later off to uh cuba for the week so it'll be myself and uk tom this week uh breaking down the elimination chamber uh but before that how are you pal it's cold as shit here where it we're at is... regina what the fuck is with the weather? Like, isn't it like <laughs> minus 30 on Wednesday and then plus 10 on Thursday or something? That's apparently what, what like, we're getting. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's pretty damn cold. So it's basically goes from plugging in your car to eh, maybe cover up your tomatoes if you got them out to, dude, get the shorts out and let's go skateboarding. Like, it's literally that within a day. So it's pretty wild. But, um, Dude, we saw an, uh, a pay-per-view this past weekend live from Perth, Australia. It started for us at 4 a.m. I didn't get up at 4 a.m. I had a, a very long Friday, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to hit record on the PVR, and I'll watch it when I wake up, and I'll stay away from my phone, which I did. I will say, Tom, I didn't see a single spoiler. I picked up my phone probably 6,000 times, but I went, nope, never mind. And I put it down, didn't swipe up, didn't open anything. I stayed spoiler free. Did you? What, did you wake up? I had planned to wake up, but as everyone knows, I'm a big GCW fan. Mm -hmm. They had a pay-per-view on the Friday night that didn't finish till midnight. 
and I'm not going to bed at midnight and then getting up at four, probably because that would be bad for the population of Canada if I'm walking <laughs> around with that little sleep. Uh, so I Good also did not wake up, but I did put it on pretty much as soon as I woke up because I don't enjoy not watching live. So yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to uh, get it started before I saw anything. Yeah. And for me, I don't know about you, but for me, I was able to stay away from spoilers. Uh, sound like you were too. Yeah. I didn't feel like I wasn't watching it live. Like obviously I'm we're smart enough to know this isn't live, but yeah. If you stay away from spoilers, you're like, cool. And then for like some of the downtime, you can just fucking fast forward all the yeah, the promo packages, which it, as soon as they started popping up, it, it rem- made me think of you because you've really talked about it and talked about how when Raw goes to Netflix, how there's the talk of it could be commercial free. But we saw their version of commercial free at the Elimination Chamber because it's video packages after video packages yeah. to fill that time. And I imagine a lot of those video packages that we'll, see, that we'll start seeing will be sponsored by Cricket and Slim Jim and all that stuff, too. Yeah. So there's... It, It'll be commercials that aren't commercials. Yeah, exactly um, right. But One thing I will say, though, is I actually really enjoyed the little videos they put in about Australia. Yeah. I, I thought those were really cool. Um, and I know they did that when they were in uh, Puerto Rico, too. So mm-hmm. that, that was kind of cool. I imagine they'll do them when they're in France for Backlash after WrestleMania as well. I don't know what nice things they'd show of France, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I completely agree. Plus, let's be honest, like it's a three and a half, four hour, four and a half hour show. Gives you time to go up, get a drink, take yeah. your eyes off the TV for a second too. That I'm not saying I like down. I like downtime in pay-per-views like AEW when they do their pay-per-views, they hammer them match after match yeah. after match, but almost too quick where you kind of can't retain a lot of what you fucking just saw. But I also don't like uh, the amount of downtime I'm getting the WWE pay-per-views. But anyway, we'll get into that when we have some downtime. We've got a big show to talk about. We've got to talk about Elimination Chamber live from Perth, Australia. Uh, 50,000 strong, which uh, I think they, the number was 52,000 and some. But 52,590. There we yes. go. That's my there you go. stupid brain for you. We got Tom stat here. <laughs> yeah, there we go. My brain's full of them. Yeah. Uh, um, I, my brain is failing me. What started the show? So, well, on the pre-show, there was a match on the pre-show. Yes. Which was the Kabuki Warriors defending their tag team titles against Candice and Indy, which obviously they shoehorned in to Mm. get Indy on the show. I don't know if you watched that match, Mike. I did. Mike, you're not Mike. Mike's in Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you watched it. I did, um, mainly because I enjoy Asuka. It was Mm. a fun little pre-show match where... The whole crowd and everyone watching kind of knew that the titles weren't switching, but it was cool to see Indian Australia. Did she get a good pop? Because I didn't huge pop. Perfect. Yeah, the crowd were they were almost too into her because like when Candice was in the ring, like they didn't care. Oh really? Um, Which is not great if you're Candice LeRae, who actually is a very good talent. Mm -hmm. Um, they hated Oscar too. Really? They they um uh, t- to the point that she's a good heel. Okay. Okay. Um, so they hated her the right way. They hated her the right way. Okay. They were relatively quiet for Kyrie, but it was a it was a fun little pre-show match. But you didn't miss much if you didn't watch it. I definitely didn't watch it, and uh, I'm glad to hear it because I honestly didn't hear any reviews one way or another. 
I know that they had a match and didn't watch it, but that's good to hear because I was curious if Indy got how good of a reception. Obviously, it's the first match of the night, so everyone's going to be pumped and into it. Um, Indy's from Australia. The one bummer of the show was originally that Bronson Reed wasn't going to be there because he's yeah. from that region, but only to come to find out he his wife was about to have a baby and it wouldn't have worked out time-wise for him to go there and come back and be there for the birth of his child if and when that happened. So. He, he was off the show for the right reasons, yes. which is another thing that wouldn't have happened in the Vinnie Mac era. It would have mm. been, fuck you, get on that plane. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I, you got to treat them like humans. So I, I love to see it. Did, yeah. I was a little bit bummed though, because the rumored match was him versus Seth Rollins for the world championship, but which Seth got been, hurt. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. I think so too. So tough break, Bronson, but I'm sure. Bronson is, I'm going to say he's one of my disappointments, but it's not through the fault of him. I agree. Same way. I, I really wish that fans would connect with him more because that dude is a hell of a talent. Yeah. I think they need to creatively make something for the fans to care about. He's had great matches and he beats up guys like Tazawa. Um, Did we see him and Gunther go in the last few months? We did. And it was fucking fantastic yeah right like guys like gunther and carrying cross i feel are suffering the most from long title reigns when it comes to the world or universal championship and the ic title yes those titles are now meaning a lot more than they were when before those guys got them but then you get a bronson reed who could use a really good run as an ic champ or chasing it if he's a maybe a bit of a badass baby face but i I'm hoping I have high hopes for a guy like Bronson Reed after Mania. A little yeah. bit of a reset with the stories. And I'm predicting now that Gunther will not hold the title past Mania. Not saying he'll lose. I'm saying he just won't hold the title past Mania. But uh we'll get into that closer to Mania. Yeah. So our <laughs> first match on the actual PLE section of the show was the women's elimination chamber with Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Liv Morgan, Naomi, Raquel, and Tiffany Stratton. And I actually really enjoyed this match. Yeah? I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and the reason I thought I wouldn't is because we we all knew who was winning this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and that always bugs me slightly. Like, come on. But I thought all the ladies did very, very well. Um, I thought Bianca looked strong in getting eliminated. Liv Morgan had another good run. And Tiffany Stratton looked fantastic. It it was almost like they made that match to make her a star, right? She came in, the crowd was behind her. Yeah, which surprised me. Like I because the well, I, now I don't know if it did surprise me because I was going to say the Australian crowds historically have been very similar to the UK crowds. And the UK crowds don't like the model wrestlers very much. But when the UK crowd decides they like someone, they're behind them 100%. And that's yeah. exactly what happened with Tiffany. I, I think we're getting what the perfect version of what uh, I think maybe even back in the Vince era, but what WWE wants for a female wrestler, a wrestler that let's be honest, looks very good, can talk and, and, and portray their character 
inside and outside of the ring and in interviews, almost living that life, but can work. Like that's the fun part with someone like Tiffany Stratton. Um, she can work and she can do big spots and she'll take these risks, but she's also a very good wrestler who's come a very long way because she hasn't been wrestling for a long time. And yeah, I think I... little things like that, where if you get the quote unquote diva model look, but they know how to work more than an arm bar, arm drag, and a headlock and a hair toss. You're like, oh, cool. I, we're actually looking at a professional wrestler, which is, let's be honest, what we all really want. We want someone that can work in the ring too. Well, so I was still watching NXT weekly when Tiffany Stratton had her first match. Oh, wow. And I remember they made a big deal out of her with the video packages and she came out for the first match and I was like, Holy fuck, not again. Here we go. <laughs> and I got to give her a due. That wasn't that long ago. And she has had a fantastic run as NXT Women's Champion. And she almost, well, she pretty much did steal the chamber here. Mm-hmm, she did. And like the, the dive she did off of the pod was fantastic. Looked crazy. Um, and I also, I just think everybody in this match played their part very, very well. Um, Raquel did the, I'm a huge powerhouse gimmick inside the chamber very well, but also didn't take 500 finishes to get eliminated. Just took mm-hmm. one of the KOD, which I also thought was very impressive because Raquel is, she's a big girl. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like this match a lot. For me, Raquel, sometimes I feel like she's still trying to find out who she is in the ring. I feel like she's playing a big wrestler because she's stature wise bigger than most of the, the women in WWE. But I, I, I don't know. I still feel this disconnect with Raquel where I feel like she's playing wrestler and not actually wrestler. I know that's terrible for say, cause I've never been a wrestler, but that's just what I feel like when I'm watching her. The thing that bugs. So I really like Raquel. And again, it's like Tiffany. She has improved a lot. Mm-hmm. The thing I don't like is in NXT, she was a, badass heel who came down and threw motherfuckers around that ring now she's a smiley latina yeah and it doesn't it doesn't work it hasn't worked since the day she came up no and she needs to turn heel maybe the night after mania turn heel whoever is the champion whether it's Rhea or becky just destroy them in in nxt was she like a manager for some or a bodyguard for somebody in NXT. She was with Dakota Kai for quite a long time. Okay, there we go. You could do that with a Liv Morgan right now. Ooh. Right? Like because like they, they have been a tag team before. Yes. I, I think they've been tagged. They were the champions right? twice. Yes. You can do that, but just do it on the main roster and yeah. have Liv Morgan be more of a it seems like she's becoming like a bit of a I don't want to say Harley Quinn Joker type of character, but mm. She's definitely doing that. Like they even teased her at one point, the queen of extreme for a little bit there. Yeah. Until they got sued by Francine. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) So you have something there. I would love to see Raquel turn heel and just go in like big daddy cool mode. Right. And just throw motherfuckers around. Yeah. Cause I mean, for a while on NXT before Rhea Ripley became mommy, she was big mommy. Cool. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's right. Um, one thing I, I, I'm interested on your opinion on, because I fucking hate it, is then it's not new anymore, but the new Elimination Chamber, or the Jungle Gym, as I've started calling it. <laughs> like, I, 
I don't hate it at all. I think I saw your tweet. Did you tweet that? That you didn't yeah, like probably. it? Probably. It's either that or in our group chat, but um, I don't mind it at all. I it it just I have no opinion though. I don't hate it, I don't love it. It's just there and that's what it is, kind of thing, right? The old one was stiff as hell. Like guys were getting killed on those grates on the outside. So I don't mind that they added padding. That's why I like it. <laughs> I'm sure Mr. Deathmatch at GCW here. I get it. I get it. But uh, I mean, I liked it because I don't have to bump on it. But <laughs> but also, like, it's once a year. Mm-hmm. And there's six of you in there. Manage the bumps. And the padding just takes away from it for me. If the if, if they disguise the padding a bit better. That's fair. Because like my partner who's not a wrestling fan walked through when it, I don't remember which chamber it was, but it was one of them. And they were they said, Oh, that's a lot of padding. And just walked <laughs> off. Um, yeah, that's never a good sign if uh, a non-diehard wrestling fan or a casual fan walks yeah. by is like, oh, that that doesn't look good. That's a bad but sign. Obviously, I don't want the the guys and girls out there getting hurt, but they went for on. how many years with the original structure, right? But it's, I I, I think they changed it because people were getting hurt on those it, great it's once a year just be clever about it be hardcore be hardcore exactly <laughs> you're 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 in business with the ufc now like come i on. get it i yeah. get it uh, so, anything else on the women's chamber i didn't like the start of it like the first three competitors it was becky and naomi naomi and then did bianca come in next i, don't I think bianca was oh i don't know tell you but I didn't like it. I, I first of all, I thought they jobbed Naomi out way too early in that match. You you bring her back to all this pop and circumstances after everything that went down, and Naomi just kind of has a whatever performance in the chamber, and she kind of gets jobbed out the way she did when she was first in WWE before she left. I was like, oh. yeah. So the the first three, I, I'm surprised about this. I didn't remember that it was this, but it was Becky, Naomi, and Tiffany. Okay. Wow, really? um, I thought Raquel was in there before Tiffany, but Raquel actually came out fifth. Huh. Um, All right. I I didn't like the beginning of the match. No, I wasn't. I, I felt that um, Becky and Naomi tried to like just do normal wrestling, but I yeah. felt like I could see them going through the sequences of okay, we talked about this, let's do this, and then the third person comes in, and then two people are in the turnbuckles, and Becky's just going back and forth. And then they switch and then someone else does the same spot. And they did that to essentially to kill time, in my opinion, waiting for the next yeah. person to come in. Either you got to shorten those intervals or I hate to say it, but I'm going to shorten them for the women's matches because it wasn't yeah. good to the point where I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad night of wrestling. Fuck's sakes. Obviously, things picked up when there was four competitors in there. I loved the end of the match, but that's my only I don't want to say it's a nitpick because it to me it was a pretty big problem but still enjoyed the match like you the biggest bummer was wwe set it up where we knew a thousand percent becky was winning yeah and the false finishes weren't good enough to make me go oh they're gonna give it somebody else it just wasn't that yeah. case well for after there we had the judgment day of finn balor and damian priest defending their uh undisputed wwe tag team championships against the fucking new catch republic i still hate that name terrible name of pete dunn and tyler Bate. man uh, i i wish it wasn't pete dunn and tyler Bate in this match because they haven't done enough for us or for me i shouldn't speak for everybody to care about them yet 
I would have rather had seen a tag team that hasn't done anything, but people like, like Gallows and Anderson. Have them come in and work and put over the younger guys, whatever. You, you know, you've got those guys doing NXT stuff now, which I like. Yes. I, I yes. am intrigued with. But you've got me very confused with the whole why Carl and AJ hate each other. You haven't explained that for months now. And the first half of the match, I think, suffered because of that. Because the first half of that tag team match, I didn't give a shit. And I hated that because I really like Pete Dunne a lot. Tyler Beta, I'm fine with. I don't love him, hate him, whatever, right? But I don't like the whole hippie character that he's kind of doing or sensei or whatever. Yeah. No, I, I don't like that. Not a fan of that. I'd like to see a bit more of an aggressive style to match Pete Dunne. And then you got a bit of a more of a tag team. But like uh, you and I had said in the group chat, this is a really, really good tag team match. The last half of the match where things picked up, we got false finishes, we got big moves, big, uh, great tagging in and out, great tag team moves. We got a couple false finishes there too. We're like, ooh, what do we got? Yeah. I, I, I have to give this tag team match a, a, what, two thumbs up, whatever it is. Great tag team match. Loved it a lot. So I, I'm obviously never going to say bad things about a tag match that involves Finn Balor, Pete Dunne, and Tyler Bate. Yep. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> um, like you, I do not like the hippie sensei Tyler Bate. I want the big strong boy back mm-hmm. with the stupid mustache and the crappy haircut. Um, one thing I will say that really impressed me, that airplane spin that he had on Damian Priest. <laughs> I mean, Damian's a big boy and Tyler Bate is not. Like, mm-hmm. Tyler Bate is shorter than me. Um, and I mean, obviously, the people listening to us don't know how short that is. You're seven but, two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but uh, yeah, I think he's like he might be five seven. At so most, um, at the most, yeah. So like to get Damien Priest up, and that spin was quick. Um, Pete Dunn was fantastic here, but Pete Dunn, I think, is also one of those people that. There's very little he can do wrong, even when he was Butch, which I hated. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still was fantastic. Damian Priest worked very well, well with the smaller but strong guys. And Finn Balor is Finn Balor, and we can say nice things about him without getting yelled at by Mike this week. <laughs> um, Dude, I love Finn Balor so much. It, it sucks that he probably won't get the ball again to be a main eventer on the main roster. But no. Finn Balor is so damn good. I think he's so cool. And I would love to see at some point another trying to reform of Bullet Club and WWE with him. Did you uh, did you see the video that went not viral, but went around on Twitter of Finn Balor on the beach in Australia? <laughs> Where he called lazy the motherfucker. Called the rock a lazy motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> made me laugh a lot purely because that's the answer I would expect from Finn having met him and driven around with him quite a bit that's awesome um he's he's a good dude um but uh, i really like this match one thing that i really appreciate during judgment day matches especially when dominic mysterio is out there is that michael cole becomes a a plus hater anytime dominic even breathes yeah i'm like i love it that's what i want from this it adds to the show. It re- it really does add to the show when Michael Cole gets up and gets in the heel's face like a Dominic Mysterio um, or calls out Pat McAfee when Gunther sees Pat McAfee goofing around. 
It was I, hilarious. It, it was so good. I, I think this version of Michael Cole is easily the best since Vince's left, since Kevin Dunn's left, easily the best that we've seen Michael Cole and, and the best to listen to. So I, I agree. I like it when he gets involved a little bit like that and he doesn't take away from it. Like the camera's no. not on him. We saw that on, on social media where we could see the camera that they had on the desk, but that's not on the TV show. I love that they've started releasing those. Mm-hmm. They are they so they are so much fun to watch. Watching Michael Cole and either, I mean Pat McAfee is hilarious to watch in those videos. Yeah. Uh, I also real a lot of people don't, but I really like the team of Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Uh, to I, me, it's the A team. That's the, yeah. That's the way it should be. That's the JR and Jerry Lawler. I agree. I was just gonna say that is this generation's <laughs> JR and King. I agree. Um, so, uh, following on from the tag match. We had the Grayson Waller effect segment with Oof. Grayson Waller. Uh, Grayson Waller. Let's see. That's talking about Jerry Lawler. You threw me off. <laughs> Sorry. <pal. laughs> uh, so we had Grayson Waller and Austin Theory, and we had their guests Cody and Seth. Uh, I'm going to let you kick this one off because I think we might have very different opinions on this. Okay. Um. I felt like the crowd was lost there. They had lost the crowd before the segment had even started. And I liked that they didn't go with what in the past would have been a typical home countryman coming in. And that's a heel. And I was hoping they wouldn't do the whole thing where he goes, I, I'm from Australia. I'm your, I'm your Australia son, but I'm so glad I moved to America. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't do that this shows maturity within that company, within that creative system where you don't have to do that anymore. That's why Austin theories out there to get that heat. You're, they weren't going to cheer or they weren't going to boo Grayson Waller. They knew that going in, they made the right decision. Smart. Now, Cody and Seth, I, I'm glad they were both out there. Would I have loved to have seen him wrestling way more than I'd like to see him talking. Cody Rhodes starts to explain why he gave up his spot at WrestleMania only to take it back, which is the number one thing that hasn't been explained yet to this point in this new Bloodline Rock Cody storyline. For diehards, for people that like stories that make sense, this needs to be explained. He starts to address it, and then he stops and goes, I'm challenging The Rock. I want to fight you one-on-one. I'm like, oh, did you forget your script or something? What the fuck happened? I was baffled i still am baffled to be honest with you because that's that a question and that wonderment still hasn't been answered <clears throat> i kind of felt like seth rollins was irrelevant out there i don't know why he was out there other than just to reinforce what he stated the week before on raw it did nothing for me <clears throat> i'm starting to become one of those guys in the camp of seth rollins isn't over his song is over yeah and I've, I've fought that for a long time, Tom. I've fought it for so long. So I'm like, but, and when we say that, no one is taking away his ability in the ring. At oh, all. No. We never have. But this character has really never been explained. He went from being the bad guy messiah of Monday Night Raw into this character that now, which is just a goofy guy in weird clothes that has a f- weird funky name that people like to yell and they like to sing his entrance music. 
Yeah. Which, in my opinion, is one of the best things in this generation of wrestling when fans sing any wrestler's entrance music at all. But I felt like Seth didn't need to be there. I felt like Cody could have done that on his own. I hated heel Austin Theory because he went like fucking golden era-esque heel. And I thought it was super lame. The one thing I did pop for was Grayson Waller be like, I ain't getting involved in this and just backed out. <laughs> yeah. It didn't do anything for me. I thought I felt the crowd was lost quite a bit and didn't really give a fuck. I felt I think I could hear at times where certain parts of the crowd were trying to basically take over the show and chant whatever they wanted. Yeah. Just it it wasn't anything that I cared about. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like when there's WWE pay-per-views and Cody comes in for an interview or talking segment. They did that at Fastlane last year. I just I don't like it. What did you think? I don't like talking segments on pay-per-views at all. Yeah, that's good call. Especially when we used to have to pay for them. <laughs> um, I don't, obviously I love promos and backstage interviews on a pay-per-view because we need those. But the Grayson Waller effect, I don't want that on a pay-per-view. Um, I'm actually surprised. I thought we would be the exact opposite on our opinions Ooh. with this, but we're very similar. Really? Um, but where we do differ is my favorite part of this whole segment was Austin Theory. Really? I, uh, he, I was almost crying with laughter when he did the if you smell and then <laughs> was like, when Seth Rollins threw him into the thing. I, for some reason, that tickled me the right way. That's good. I was laughing my ass off at that. I thought he was hilarious. I thought Grayson Waller coming out and doing the shoey with the Mexican UFC, uh, Mexican, Australian <laughs> UFC. It's been a long day. <laughs> the Australian. You can UFC. send your letters to UK Tom at <laughs> somewhere in Mexico, apparently. Um, <laughs> Tijuana. Sorry, go on. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I thought him coming out to do the shoey with the UFC fighter, whose name I didn't catch was very funny and i also liked that he did the aussie 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 uh, mm-hmm. that was great and i like you i liked that he didn't try and turn heel um but i also liked that he didn't really change anything about he didn't go baby face either yeah yeah he just than, did his thing um i agree uh cody and seth i think were on there purely so the crowd could sing their songs yep um I liked Cody's promo, but like you said, it was a little bit, did you forget or what? Um, if I was booking, I would have made this a tag match and had Cody and Seth beat Grayson Waller and Austin Theory just to get them to wrestle. But other than that, it wasn't really necessary, I don't think. I agree. Um, the only the other big downer was between the tag team match and this next match we're about to talk about. Uh, the reporter was 55 minutes. That's too much too long for a crowd of 50,000 people to just sit there and watch and wait. Yeah, exactly. um, but let's get into the men's chamber match. Cause I believe that's next, right? The men's chamber is next, which was Drew McIntyre, Lashley, Kevin Owens, LA Knight, Logan Paul, and Randy Orton. Uh, I love this match. Yep. Logan Paul to me was the star again. Um, him drawing <laughs> all over the chamber. The pod was really funny. The bump he took from Bobby Lashley through the pod. I thought he killed him. Yeah. Like that was brutal. That was one of those um, ones where I literally thought, like, I know that's supposed to happen, but damn, the way they're laying there and the way the yeah. plexiglass didn't come all the way out. 
it was it not supposed to happen? But yeah, I agree. Look violent. Um, obviously, I've got to give my boy Kevin Owens some flowers. He was great. He's my MVP of the match. Oh, really? I loved everything Kevin did there, even when he was still inside of his pod. When when was it Bobby Lashley that was slamming Logan yeah. Paul's head onto yeah. Kevin Owens' pod, and Kevin Owens is like hitting the pod on the other side, so that it was just brilliant. more force. I'm like, we've never, dude, we've never seen that nope. spot before, but it sounds nope. looks so simple. But it, to me, I'm like, yeah, this guy hates Logan Paul, wants to beat the living shit out of him, and he's gonna smash his his arm onto the pod as well, just to add a little bit more force. But yeah, Kevin Owens is my MVP of this match. Uh, Randy Orton did a generational sell job. Oh, I was genuinely worried that he was done. Yeah, that's the second week in a row because the last match he had on TV, people are like, oh no, Randy hurt his back again. This is it. But now we just know, one, we know he's actually hurting. We know yes. his back is not great. But twice now in like a week, week and a half, two weeks, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't think that's good that's that's not wrestling that's not good but yeah guys killing and uh the finish with drew mcintyre logan paul and randy orton was fantastic dude i don't remember the last time where even though i knew that that drew mcintyre was gonna win where they had me well i guess i could i guess i thought cody would win last year in media and they really (laughs) fucked me there but yeah we don't don't talk about that yeah we won't you know but I love that because when Drew hit that or Randy hit that RKO, I'm like, holy fuck, they're giving it to Randy. Holy yeah. shit. And then out of nowhere, Logan Paul with the brass knucks and Randy sold it perfectly. Logan backed off. Drew gets the pin. Dude, that I I I don't think I have the right to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because let's be honest, no one of importance is listening. That seemed like a new age dusty finish to me where Boom, they got you. Boom, they got you. Oh, no. Boom, they got you. And I, and I was just like, holy shit. I was literally with my hand, hands on my head like, holy smoke. Great match. Loved it. What, one thing we should probably mention is AJ Styles flying 30 hours just to fuck <laughs> LA night. I so, am here for that level of hatred. Yep. Uh, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm actually interested in that because it's a match that never crossed my mind. Dude, me too. And it looks like we're probably getting that at Mania, which everyone kind of thought that it was going to be LA Knight versus Logan Paul yeah. for the US title. I don't think that's happening now. Whatever this heel AJ character is, I'm on board for now, but I'm yeah. going to start needing some answers as to why. Pretty and soon. My, my other thing is wear some fucking gear. Don't wrestle in jeans. I hate it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I think it's time to talk about everybody's favorite mommy. Oh, do we ever? Oh, I wish we, we need more time. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, main event was obviously Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. Uh, Best Nia Jax match she's ever had. So I've said this before, and I don't, I've said it to you guys, but I've also said it to some other wrestling friends. Nia Jax has been perfect since she returned. Agreed. And that's not me saying she can wrestle because she can't. That's right. <laughs> but she doesn't need to. She needs to go in there and fucking destroy these ladies. And then eventually somebody pins. Her, yep. Which is exactly what happened here. And I'm looking at the stats here. Nia Jax and Rhea Ripley, the match was 14 minutes and 35 seconds. Wow. That is probably Nia's longest singles match she's ever had. And I thought she did very, very well. Rhea's selling was fantastic. And I'm pretty confident that everybody was a fan of her ring gear. 
everybody trust me everybody <laughs> uh, i really liked it i'm glad it was the main event uh what, what what did you think same thing uh for me match of the night honestly nothing came close to that match for for me because Rhea brought it i felt like she went in going i'm i've got the main event i need to show that i'm i'm not moving out of the main event and i think nia Jax did the same thing and it was it was awesome I don't, i'm a softy dude like when i see people coming out in their hometown and even though she's a heel and a badass she's getting emotional that gets me same yeah. thing with after the match when she'd won she's talking sitting with her family you can see that emotion she's trying to like be a badass still but it still gets her i i love stuff like that so yeah. to me match of the night mommy went over a, in a baby face way and that's the way it should have been at that show 100 well i guess that's it for elimination chamber i'd uh, give it a i'm gonna give it a, a a six and a half out of ten there's too much downtime yeah. and four matches so I uh, I would probably go a seven purely because there's nothing on there I hate it. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Um, obviously, we have apparently an AEW pay per view this weekend. Yeah, we got about a minute, minute and a half left to uh, yeah. sneak in some AEW. It is AEW Revolution this weekend. Um, as we're taping this, it is a Tuesday, so Sting's last Dynamite is tomorrow night. And they're making a big deal out of that, so I'm 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 looking forward to that. But I wish I cared about this pay per view. I will not be buying the pay-per-view. Uh, AEW's pay-per-views are too expensive. I love Sting. I was lucky enough to see him in person twice in the UK. Nice. Um, but I don't care enough about AEW right now to pay any money to watch it. Real quick before we go, does Sting go out undefeated or does he go out on his back and they drop the tag titles to the Young Bucks? As much as I hate the Young Bucks, uh, uh, wrestlers going out without losing bothers me so the young bucks have to win i uh my heart is completely torn on this one i don't have an issue with that at all if sting were to go out uh, undefeated but it's in a tag team match and sting's notoriously a singles wrestler i think sting takes the pin the bucks get the tag team titles and i don't know if you'll see anything on air with a big celebration or the roster on the stage or anything like that it would be nice if that was on the pay-per-view, but I have a feeling it'll be afterwards. I think it'll be at Dynamite where they'll do what they did for Ric Flair on Raw oh. after he lost to Shawn Michaels. I would love that. I actually watched that the other day, and yeah, I cried again. Yeah, it's fun. I'm a mark for the legends, so I love seeing them. Yeah, right. So uh, if you're getting AW pay-per-view this weekend, let us know at In My House Pod is the socials on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You'll find everything there. I'm hoping this is one of the best AEW pay-per-views ever because it'll help me get invested again. Right now, they're just not doing it for me, and they've got to fix that. So make your titles mean stuff again. Give me good storylines that I can see on my TV that aren't buried on Rampage and Collision, where I'm sorry, I'm Canadian, so I can't watch it unless I'm paying more money. I just don't want to do that. Yeah, they're going to have to work very hard to prize any more money out of me. There you go, Tony Khan. The challenge has been drawn out to you, but... Let us know what you thought of the Elimination Chamber and let us know what you think of AEW and if you're getting the pay-per-view this weekend. We'd love to hear it. UK Tom, thanks for filling in. Let's do it again soon. Always. I'll see you next time. Yes, sir. For UK Tom, I'm Scotty Villa. This has been the My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Cheers, Welcome to my house.